welcome to the NBA Coast to Coast podcast brought to you by thelines.com. Coming to you from the West Coast, Josh Lander, joined as always by Nate Weitzer on the East Coast. And we've got playoff props here for you guys on a Monday night in the NBA, an eight-game slate to choose from. We've also got a couple game videos up for you, including that Nuggets and 76ers matchup in Denver. So check those out by liking and subscribing to that page. Also head to thelines.com and check out all the the great written content we're putting up there, including these player props for you guys. And uh, we have the odds finder tool up there as well. Nate and I are using that each and every day to make sure we're getting the best odds available to us from all these bets we're getting in the NBA this season. Nate, let's jump right into your first NBA playoff prop for tonight getting right into this matchup with the Sixers and the Nuggets yeah it's the thing we feel most confident about in this matchup is that Joel Embiid is going to be going balls to the wall to try to avoid losing and to to try to avoid losing another MVP because he lost a March game that mattered a lot Uh, and you could almost see it the way they kind of let go of the rope in the fourth quarter against Phoenix that they're they're really preparing for this game the Sixers are Embiid had 28 points in 32 minutes there of course last time he faced Joker it was a much bigger performance, 47 and 18 on a 47% usage rate, scored 22 pain points and 30 points total in under 10 minutes with Jokic defending him. I don't know what the Nuggets can do about that other than like play Thomas Bryant alongside Joker for a while. Like he's got to try to guard Embiid and he can't do it. I mean, nobody can do it, but this is like exactly how you poke holes in Jokic's case is just prove that whatever team defensive rating metrics are out there showing he's above average defender. He's, he's below average when you put him in the action or when you put him on a guy, who, you know, you ask him to stop. And on the other end, Embiid is a stopper as well. I mean, three steals and two blocks or vice versa in the last matchup. I haven't seen the steel block uh, prop yet, but I would probably attack that at two and a half or three and a half <clears throat> points is really high 34 and a half, but James Harden might not play. Or if he plays, like, either way, you spin it as a positive for Embiid. I mean, he's setting him up, but in his last five without Arden, he has a 40% usage rate, and that includes a half a game against Chicago where they were blowing him out and just sat. Um, So I think 35 points is completely reasonable. I would look at the stocks when that comes up and even think about first field goal plus 300 for Embiid because, you know, why not? When you have a 40% usage rate plus, then there's, you know, a – very good op- odds that the first play is going through you um, and that, you know, he's going to be scoring a ton. That's one concern about the Sixers is that I don't know who else is scoring if Harden's not at full strength, uh, but they will just continue to feed Embiid. Well, first of all, I like the the first field goal. I think Embiid's going to be so competitive from the jump that he's going to win the tip. <laughs> that gives you a better shot at the first field goal. I think that's how competitive he is with Joker right now, and and with anybody that could could you know be a threat to him actually winning an MVP. The thing that that is interesting about this is I actually like him to do better if Harden plays. I do prefer uh, Embiid's ability to score with Harden. That usage rate in that last game where he scored twenty two in the paint with forty seven points, forty seven and a half percent usage. Um, that came from, a you know, Harden had 13 assists in that game. Right. Uh, and that was, that was a huge part of things. I think he's already deferred to, to Embiid all season in a way that he's not really cutting into it. And he helps Embiid more than Tyrese Maxey, whose style of play is a little bit more predicated on go, go, go. And his assists often come off of a drive and kick way more than just having incredible court vision like James Harden does and being one of the best passers of our generation, if we're being honest. Um, and, and that I think is something that Embiid would actually be helped out by. Plus points are going to be at 
more of a, a premium if uh, Harden is playing. Well, not even at a premium. They're going to be more available if Harden is playing in this game, and, and that'll only help him be. So I do hope he does, but. I would. I'm not scared of an Embiid prop, no matter what. In this one, I would be more surprised if he doesn't um, get get those 35 points, even at that ridiculously high uh, total. So we'll we'll see how that goes. But the plus 300 first uh, first field goal is worth maybe a little bit of a sprinkle, like a half unit or something, to see if you feel pretty good about it. But uh, I'm going to move on to a game that uh, one team is definitely going to be trying, and I think we can assume one team will not. And that is the Pelicans taking on the Trailblazers, uh, and I'm taking a Pelican here in Trey Murphy, 15 and a half points. It's minus 119 on FanDuel for that. Um, those are the best odds I could get. The three and a half threes for Trey is also good uh, if you want plus 135 uh, for that on DraftKings. And, you know, plus odds for him to make four. He's averaging 4.6 threes made in his last 10 games. And it's a little bit of a fish feel to it, to be honest. I think Mo might accuse me of such things if he were here with us right now at 15 and a half points for the kid who, you know, we've been seeing him get 41 point games here and there, or whatever, uh, in a way that like, you know, maybe it's it's a little bit of recency bias. But I think there's stuff to back it up for him and I think part of that is the Pellies are going to play him no matter what I mean in his last 10 he's averaging 20 and a half a game uh 53% from the field and 50% from deep and that's on nine and a half attempts that he's making four and four and a half of them right to, to shoot about 50% from deep he's only had an 18% usage rate in those last 10 which I would prefer to be higher before I felt really good about this but he's been so freaking efficient 53% from the field 50% from deep and he's been playing 36 minutes um and I think that's a big part of this that why I like Trey's he's going to continue to play he's such a young player uh and this team is likely to make the play in by the way in fact they're like a game and a half out of the playoffs right now uh, as an eight seed despite being like the fourth worst team in the league for the last like three months record I swear to god they have like the fourth worst record of the league since like January you know and they're still at 500 because the West does not want to win nobody wants to win this this conference um, and so they're still around and they have plenty to play for and he's gonna get his minutes even when they tank uh, the last time they just played Portland he had those 41 points that I mentioned and that was in 30 minutes Nate like nine for 14 from deep even when he's not getting these these minutes uh, or even when he's not getting the ball um, and that game was a blowout like he's still just dropping it because they've all recognized and B.I. said it C.J. said it the other day C.J. McCollum this is the best three-point shooter on our team like this is the best three-point shooter we've had in a while on this Pelicans team um, so it's, it's it's very very helpful and they're going to keep looking for him and in Portland that's what they do they allow three-pointers especially in their last seven full-blown tank you can get threes at, at, at whatever rate you want they're giving up the third most um, and you know they're allowing 122 points a game they're allowing the second most free throw attempts you can get rebounds at, against them they they allow the third most they allow the third most assists like they're just not trying and then they're not good at defense they were a decent at d at, at some point earlier in the season for a bit jeremy grant also not playing anymore uh at this point we just obviously need to see the the um the, the injury report for this blazers team but like they've been sitting everybody so why would they start playing them against a pelly's team yeah, I, I mean, I was burned by this Trey Murphy recency bias, I think, uh, a week or two ago. But, you know, and he has some troubling road home splits, but this is not a situation that's that's normal, right? This is when you're facing a team that's not – it's not that they're not trying, but that it's just trotting out a bunch of rookies, essentially. Um, and so, you know, how much is Brandon Ingram going to be stealing usage? You know, exactly what you're saying. Like, they might look for Murphy a little bit more, especially coming off 10 for 12 from deep. He's going to have confidence – He's going to be gunning. Uh, I would take the plus odds on the on the threes or or the points, but I think really what I'm looking at is the Blazers being shorthanded and and exploiting their guys that are suddenly going to be getting huge minutes. Drew Eubanks is actually the guy I would look at here once his props are up because Trenton Watford got hurt last night as well. 
Uh, no Jeremy Grant, as you mentioned. Nurk, we don't know what's been up with him for a while, but I, I think Eubanks is just going to get a ton of minutes and probably only be at like 14 PRA. And, and like he's going to pile up stats when he, if he gets enough minutes. Um, so talking again about a game video here, it's Zach Levine um, and basically exploiting the fact that Paul George is out. And Paul George made him struggle uh, the last time these teams met in Chicago in late January. He had 18 points. He had six turnovers. <clears throat> He's been on a heater since. In fact, 10 uh, non-conference games since then. He's averaging 30 a game, hitting three threes at 42%. He's topped 26 points in five of his last six, which is where his prop is. Still had 25 points despite going seven for 22 against Sacramento. So he's -hmm. become the number one option to a degree. Do you see DeRozan diming up more? Uh, looking for Levine and DeRozan is probably going to be matching up with Quad tonight versus Levine, who's playing not against Paul George playing against I guess Eric Gordon to start that's who the Clippers started last game which is 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 food certainly when you're 10 years younger than the man uh, you know but he's just been the a main reason for success his last six roadies here that the Bulls have won all of them 33 points a game 3.7 threes at 49 percent so to see his prop at two and a half threes is definitely where I would go before before the points uh, I mean a high percentage of his looks come from three anyway and he's just hitting right now, especially when you think about this matchup. You talk about Trey Murphy, 10 for 12 last night. Pelicans, 21 for 42 uh, from three against this Paul George-less Clippers team, which which gives up 13 threes a game without Paul George. So I, I think they're just going to be a lot weaker on the perimeter without without him. Yeah, for sure. I mean, we've been talking about him uh, doing his thing and really carrying this offense, honestly, in, in, in the last, let's say, couple of weeks as they've been, you know, winning games and he's been on that heater. So I, I think you continue to feel good about it against the Clips who I don't I don't even know what their identity is. I mean, they've been good on defense at times, but this is this is not a, a, a really good situation for them as we like the Bulls to actually be able to probably win that game. I might hit that money line here in a little bit. Uh, let's finish things off here with Drayden Hardy, Nate, uh, and talk about the, the, the young Mav as he's going to be playing without Luka tonight. And at the very best, a hobbled Kyrie will be out there if he's out there at all. You can get over 17 and a half points, rebounds and assists combined for Hardy. Minus 110 is the best place to find that right now on BetMGM if you have an account there. Um, but yeah. Yeah, without Luca, that's where we start with this one. His last five without Huka Doncic, 19 points per game. That is above that 17 and a half PRA for Mr. Hardy. Three about four boards and three assists, um, and about a 32% usage rate because he's scoring a lot. I mean, honestly, he was scoring a lot when Luca was out there because there was times where he was just sort of the best option in a one-on-one scenario while Luca was kind of diming up and coming back from injury. But um, even those numbers I just mentioned include a really a, a bad game where he got benched after six minutes versus the Lakers, uh, and he still was is able to get over that 19 points a game in his last five um, Kyrie. Like we said, he's still dealing with a foot injury and we don't really know what we're getting for him. And, and we saw him defer to Hardy a couple times when the two of them played together and he, you know, they needed buckets, but Kyrie, uh, his foot just wasn't quite there. Um, and in Kyrie's last two games without Luca, I mean, he's, he's doing just fine as well. Um, but at the same time, like, you know, if, if you're going to go for a, a higher prop at this point with Kyrie, I just don't feel quite as good about what the performance that he's able to bring, despite the fact that he's been really good on offense without Luca or, you know, in the, last you know, week or two as, as they've both been trying to come back from injury and Kyrie came back a little bit earlier. Um, so maybe you like a, a Kyrie prop if Lucas sits as well, but I think Hardy's, you know, low totals here. Um, the PRA I like as well, just because like, I think he's going to get close to 15, 16 points at least in this game. And then you've got it, you know, you're, you're getting way over with a couple boards or a couple assists at that point, which should be easy enough to come by. 
like you said, 32% usage for dude uh, and should be getting close to like 30, 35 minutes tonight. Yeah, I mean, Luca is out, suspended for sure. And I started to look at Kyrie because of that at 28 and a half points. But I, I think this foot issue is, is actually really troubling. Granted, Charlotte has been a top three defense since the All-Star break for some reason, but to only score 18 twice against Charlotte um, in games that the Mavs absolutely need. It shows me Kyrie is not there in terms of just being able to drop 30 at will. So that means he's going to need help from Hardy. I mean, the one thing is the concern that Jason Kidd yanked him after six minutes in in that Lakers game. But that's when Kyrie had it cooking. Um, and when he doesn't, I don't know if he really has that option. You you do worry that a rookie can get make one defensive mistake and then just sit the rest of the game. But I don't think that's really the case here in Indy when he's playing against other rookies that they might not have Halliburton, like it's going to be a bit more of a, of a freewheeling game where I think you get the point. So I look at Kyrie, but yeah, 20 and a half is too high. I would rather attack the low prop with Hardy. Yeah. yeah and I, I, a little Rick Carlisle uh, revenge game here in Indy. No, this Indy D is, is awful. It's even worse than Charlotte who has not been bad at home uh, by any means on, on defense. Weirdly enough, honestly, I haven't been that bad on defense everywhere uh, unless they're just hemorrhaging points to centers. Uh, but other than that, I think that Jaden Harden, Hardy uh, should have some, some opportunity to keep getting burned. And like, it's not going to be a blowout scenario tonight for these Mavs who just lost to the Hornets again and look like one of the worst teams in the league. So I don't know how you sit Hardy, even if he makes a defensive mistake, like this is, that's your best offensive player right now alongside Christian Wood. I mean, and Kyrie, obviously, but after those two guys. So that is all the time we have for you in this one. Make sure to like and subscribe to that page. Continue to follow along with us. We'll be back tomorrow with another couple of game videos and those player props. So until we see you next, happy betting.